The following article appeared in the May-June 2012 issue of LP Magazine. To read this article and view photographs of the volunteers in action, and read other articles, or to find other loss prevention podcasts, visit the magazine website at www.lpportal.com. Volunteers in Action, LP Professionals Giving Back by Melissa Mitchell, CFI Each year since 2007, at the National Retail Federation, NRF, Loss Prevention Conference, I have the opportunity to present the Volunteers in Action video that showcases loss prevention professionals making significant and measurable contributions to charitable organizations. While the many activities these individuals participate in vary widely from fundraising to outreach to volunteering, they all result in a positive impact in their community. Every year, as I review the submissions in preparation for the process of creating the video, I always find myself shaking my head in wonder at what people in our industry have done with the interest of another in mind. This year is no different. The LP individuals, teams, and vendor partners for 2012 have accomplished incredible things. But before you meet them, it seems to me the proper place to start is at the beginning. So here, as Paul Harvey would say, is the rest of the story. People Stepping Up The concept of some type of award or presentation that would honor individuals in our industry who extend themselves to others within their own communities was the brainchild of Mike Keenan, who was a member of the NRF Awards Committee. The consensus of the committee was that this was definitely a worthwhile endeavor, but we were undecided as to exactly what form it should take. As the new awards committee chairperson at the time, it fell on me to figure it out. As the June 2000 conference grew closer, I made an executive decision to attempt to compose a PowerPoint deck of the photos submitted with musical background. I made that decision solely on the fact that it sounded like it would be the easiest way to accomplish the goal. We made that first video at our kitchen table using our home computer. After receiving detailed instructions from my teenagers about how to use Movie Maker software, while trying to ignore the eye-rolling between them, I did what any parent would do. I paid them to help me. As with so many things, it was not nearly as simple as I had thought. The problem was the volunteers and the incredible things that they had done. Take, for example, Todd Jenkins, regional loss prevention investigator with Cracker Barrel Old Country Stores, who was featured in that first video. After the so-called Christmas tsunami hit Thailand in December 2004, Jenkins decided that he could not just stand by and do nothing. So he gathered some tools, took vacation time, and bought a ticket to Thailand with no other plan than to just start helping the survivors of the tsunami in whatever way he could. Jenkins stepped up. Or consider Terry Yankee, security LP manager for Sobeys Incorporated, who was also featured in that video. Yankee runs a not-for-profit organization that provides jujitsu lessons to underprivileged children with the goal of decreasing the chances of these kids becoming involved in drugs, alcohol, or gang activity. Yankee saw a need and took action to fill it. Home Depot had entire LP teams at various destruction sites left in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, taking care of individuals who had lost everything they had. Home Depot's LP organization showed up. None of the people featured in the video that first year had done something that was simple or easy, and it felt a bit like I was cheating them to do any less in telling their stories. So I added voiceovers and a storyline for each set of pictures and tried to tie the whole thing together. My children and some co-workers provided their voices. 
My husband and I pulled a few all-nighters to get it done. When we had the video complete, we played it through one final time. As he was loading it to the NRF site for their review, my husband told me that he found it very moving. Because my husband is generally a fairly stoic guy, his comment made me panic. I said, stop, can you unsend it? He laughed at me while the kids rolled their eyes. A couple of weeks later, as I stood off stage waiting to walk out and present the video, the phrase career suicide kept running through my mind. What had I been thinking? Loss prevention people are stoic. They're not going to respond well to something that is moving. After introducing the video, I found a place where I could watch the crowd as the video rolled. I was strategically positioned near an exit in case this thing went over like a lead balloon, as my dad used to say. In the end, it was not the song, the storyline, or the voiceovers that carried the day. It was the people featured and their incredible acts of generosity and giving of their time and financial resources to impact the lives of others. And truly, what they do does impact the lives of others. The Fuel for the Vehicle Every year since, as I put the video together, I'm again impacted by the people whose stories we tell. How could I not be? Consider these examples. LP associates who have literally laid the foundation for a family to have a home by working with Habitat for Humanity. LP vendors who organized, ran, and participated in a golf tournament that generated a donation that would provide funding for many wishes to be granted to children with life-threatening illnesses through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. LP teams that garnered the collective energy of many in LP to benefit the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children by holding annual fundraisers that collected an incredible $580,000 from 2004 to 2007. Individuals like Everett Stein, CFI, a regional LP manager for Tractor Supply Company, who became a trained advocate to speak up for abused and neglected children in court by volunteering his time to work with the court-appointed Special Advocates Association. I learned something very important putting that video together that first year. I understood that while it is true that the vehicle that drives these charitable organizations is in large part funding, the gas for that vehicle is volunteers, the LP folks who show up to hammer nails into the framework of an elderly person's home or spend weeks with team and training to run a marathon in order to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's research. Our co-workers in LP who go into disaster areas with a shovel or a chainsaw following a flood, tornado, or hurricane do not go because they know someone in the disaster area or because they're paid to go. Rather, they go because they couldn't stand by and do nothing. In 2008, we featured an LP team that raised money for a well to be dug in a remote village in Africa. The people from that village had to walk many miles each day to a stream they shared with animals to get drinking water. The generosity on the part of the Saks Fifth Avenue LP team, led by Rosa Maria Sostilio, was like dropping a pebble in a pond. This single act had a ripple effect that changed the future of an entire village. Today, the people of that area have clean, safe drinking water from a well within their own village. In 2009, we told the story of John Harper, LPQ, a loss prevention analyst for Genesco, who decided he would fulfill his sister's bucket list wish of running in the Music City Marathon. Suffering from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and confined to a wheelchair, she could not run as she had hoped, but he could push her. 
When Jean Ann Shoot from Checkpoint, one of John's vendors, heard about it, she decided to support John in this endeavor to raise money for ALS research. In an act of extreme solidarity, Jean Ann showed up and ran it with him. Inspiring Leaders to Do More There have been times over the last five years when the leaders of an organization got fired up about the potential good that their organization could do, and the synergy created took them to a higher level. For example, after seeing the 2007 video, Randy Meadows, vice president of LP for Coles, issued a challenge to his LP teams across the country to see if they could top 100 total separate events in a single year. They more than doubled that number the next year and then doubled it again the following year with events ranging from shining up a school to taking a special education class to a park for the day. In another example, two associates from Heart Inventory Systems were featured in the 2010 video presentation. When Heart CEO Ed Tonkin saw the video, he decided that as a company, they could do more. With the intention of creating an environment where employees could make an impact on their communities with deliberate and intentional support from the company, Tonkin formed a community service team that organizes events that support a wide variety of community services chosen by the employees. Some of the charitable activities include a coat drive, Polar Plunge for Kids Cancer Camp, and funding the purchase of 100 totes, backpacks, and suitcases for kids in foster care. 2012 Volunteers in Action This year, the 2012 edition of the Volunteers in Action video will be presented at the NRF Conference in New Orleans, June 19th through 22nd. Following are just a few of the LP professionals, teams, and vendor partners who will be featured. Sears Holding Corporation In July 2011, 11 LP associates volunteered in Joplin, Missouri, rebuilding a home for a single father with two small children. Their goal was to complete the home and present it to the family on Friday. Andrew Schneider, CFIA Divisional LP Manager for Rent-A-Center. Schneider, along with 11 other volunteers, traveled to South Africa, where they renovated an uninhabitable daycare facility, finished out a new building, and beautified the grounds with new grass, a playground, and a garden for children who are orphans or whose grandparents are unable to raise them. Universal Surveillance Systems In 2010, Adele Saez took aim at a problem in an orphanage in Zambia, Africa. The children there had to walk four hours each day to school. Saez successfully created an initiative for donations that provided bicycles to all 800 orphans in the village. He has now turned that initiative to providing bicycles to underprivileged children in the United States. Petco During their annual department meeting last December, Kelly Gorman, Vice President of Loss Prevention, and the entire LP team took time to volunteer at the Animal Defense League shelter in San Antonio, Texas. Chartered in 1934, the Animal Defense League is a nonprofit organization that is the largest no-kill shelter for abandoned, abused, or neglected dogs and cats in the Southwest. The team supplemented the manpower at the shelter, allowing the regular staff to accomplish things they might not otherwise have been able to do. Limited Brands The LP team at Limited Brands has participated in various charities, including United Way, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Cancer Research via a -a Bikeathon, and volunteering at the Columbus Early Learning Centers. Kroger 
the members of the Kroger Central Alarm Control Monitoring Station literally took the plunge for the Special Olympics when they participated in the polar plunge into the 38-degree water of the Columbia River near Portland, Oregon. PetSmart The entire department of 34 LP associates volunteered time at the Greater Phoenix Youth at Risk Community Center with one LP professional stepping up to be a mentor for a child there this past year. This organization provides at-risk children a safe, nurturing place to learn, have fun, and see that there are other options for their lives than what they currently know. Thomas Courtney, a regional LP investigator at Lifeway Christian Stores. Courtney spent two weeks in earthquake-ravaged Haiti rebuilding homes, churches, schools, and distributing food and water to villagers. Terry Hennessy, a corporate investigator at Stanley Black & Decker. Hennessy raised over $15,000 in 2011 for cancer research in 24 Hours of Booty, an annual cycling event held in Charlotte, North Carolina. Last year was Hennessy's sixth year riding in the event in memory of his mother, who ran out of time waiting for a cure eight years ago. An Ironic Twist of Fate Last year after the award ceremony, someone asked me if the volunteer thing was an assignment I believed I had to complete every year, or if I completely believed in it. I understood why I was asked the question. Like most of you, I had found myself at charitable events occasionally, mostly because someone asked me to attend or because the event itself was something my husband and I wanted to do. I realize now that these were not really good reasons, but I rationalized that once we wrote a check, it all balanced out. I sat in those events and listened as the speakers waxed eloquently about the individuals who would be helped by our financial support. Almost always, the speakers mentioned that they not only needed financial support, but they needed people who could step up and support them by donating their time. That's when I would whip out my checkbook as fast as I could, thinking to myself, time, come on, I'm giving you money. I admit that I would give myself a little mental pat on the back for doing the right thing, and then forget about it. It wasn't that I didn't care, it's just that I didn't get it at the time. But life can turn on a dime. In April 2004, I got a request for a donation of an auction item for a golf fundraiser taking place at the NRF LP conference to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I don't play golf, so I passed. Shortly after that, there was a fundraiser on television for the Children's Miracle Network that benefited the local children's hospital near our home. Because my then 12-year-old daughter Katie would not surrender the remote control until I called in a donation, I did, again with a mental pat on the back. Two short weeks later, I stood in that very same hospital listening to a doctor tell us that Katie had leukemia. What a twist of fate. I suddenly had a lot of time to think. I thought about the irony that now I knew what those people were like that they spoke about in fundraisers. In a single instant, my family was the beneficiary of thousands of miles of running so many have done with the team and training to raise funds to support cancer research which has helped raise the survival rate from the type of cancer that our daughter had from 6 to 80%. We spent the better part of two and a half years at that children's hospital. We appeared on that telethon we had seen on television the year before. We were the family that went on a -a make-a-wish trip, one week that allowed us to remember that we had two other children who wanted time with their parents, and that there is a world outside of the cancer floor at the children's hospital where people actually have fun. Thankfully. Katie is now 20 years old and in remission. She's no longer considered a cancer patient, but a cancer survivor. 
As you can imagine, we're truly grateful for charitable organizations and the financial support that individuals and companies offer them that ended up enabling these organizations to help families like ours. But at the end of the day, it was not having a child with cancer that most often brought us to our knees. And it was not an organization representative walking in the door with an offer of help. Rather, it was the kindness of people, like those recognized in the Volunteers in Action video, who showed up to give of their time for complete strangers like us. The truth is, and the message of the Volunteers in Action Recognition Program is, that real differences are made not by corporations, but by individuals. This article is not to tell of the exploits of a few good people in our industry, but to encourage each of you. Often we find ourselves falling in the mindset that as a single individual, our part won't really make a difference. But look at what all of the individuals you've read about in the LP community have accomplished, often for people they may never meet, but sometimes for people like the Mitchell family. So, to answer that question about believing in this program, yes, I completely believe in the concept of volunteering, as well as firmly believe that honoring the individuals among us is something we need to do. I think of it as our annual opportunity to say thank you to the people within our industry whose actions end up helping so many when it's needed the most. Editor's Note To watch the Volunteers in Action video, visit the magazine website following the June 19th through 22nd NRF conference. Melissa Mitchell, CFI, is Director of Loss Prevention and Inventory Control at Lifeway Christian Stores based in Nashville, Tennessee. She's a member of the National Retail Federation, NRF, Loss Prevention Advisory Committee, and chair of its awards subcommittee. She also sits on the Certified Forensic Interviewer Advisory Board. Mitchell's LP career followed her service in the U.S. Air Force and includes various positions with TJ Maxx, Revco, Rose's Department Stores, Cato, and Service Merchandise. She can be reached at 615-251-5044 or melissa.mitchell at lifeway.com. To read this and other articles, or to find other loss prevention podcasts, go to the magazine website at www.lpportal.com.